encourage them, Lord, and bless their souls tonight, Lord. And Lord, if there'd be one here tonight, Lord, that don't know you, Father, or, or that's backslidden on you, God, we pray, Lord, that you begin to draw and begin to speak to them, oh God, and begin to convict their hearts, Lord, and, and show them, Father, that they need you more than they need their next breath of air, more than they need the next drink of water. They need you more than they need anything in this life. Mighty God, we give you the praise and we give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I was back there thinking and I was thinking about the message and I was thinking about what Brother Noah said. When Brian comes, he's going to bring the word to you. You're going to get a lot of words. So I hope you brung the doggy bag tonight because my hope is for you that you would put it in a bag and take it home and just the same as a restaurant, you'd chew on it through the week. You'd sit down somewhere and, did he really say that? You'd sit down somewhere and you'd think about what's being said here tonight because I hope you didn't come to see me. I hope you didn't come to see me because I've seen the picture that the sister put on Facebook with me with my, my gangster hat on. I said, you know, I might should wear that gangster hat tonight. But I said, no, I'll just come with my regular face on. So tonight, I've entitled the message tonight, Mending Fences. We're going to start reading in Matthew chapter 23 to verse 25. And before we read, when we think about mending fences, most people, if you're a farmer or you're a country person like me. You would think about a fence, something to keep a cow or a horse or some kind of animal creature in. And you got to go along and you got to take care of that fence. You got to go along and, and you got to build it up and, and you got to separate those animals and keep them pasteurized from one another so the fields can grow. And, and if you're a, a suburban person or somebody that lives in the city and you've never been around, a cow or an animal before you live around another type of an animal, and that's a human being, and, and you got to put up a security fence. you got to put up some kind of a, a board fence, some kind of a structure to be able to keep somebody away from you or from somebody meddling in your business. Well, tonight, I want you to think a little bit deeper than just your physical thing of building a fence. I want you to think about a spiritual fence. I want you to think about a spiritual something in your life that's either broken down or you've built up to separate yourself or you've built up to protect yourself. I want you to think about a spiritual fence tonight, a hedge that you've put around yourself. God didn't plant the hedge around you. You planted the hedge around you. Let's read what Matthew says. Matthew chapter 5, beginning with verse 23 says, Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother hath ought against thee, leave therefore thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. Agree with thine adversary quickly, whilst thou art in the way with him, lest at any time the adversary deliver thee to the judge, and the judge deliver thee to the officer, and thou be cast into prison. And I was thinking about what Jesus is teaching here 
from the Sermon on the Mount, I was thinking about what he is preaching about here. You know, you can have a real nice looking car. You can have one of the prettiest vehicles that anybody ever laid their eyeballs on. You can wax it and polish it. You can shine that thing up to where it's a mirror shine. But it won't go nowhere if it ain't got no motor in it. It won't go nowhere if it ain't got no motor. You can have the prettiest house, the most beautiful yard. You can have all sorts of yard gnomes and all those things out in the front. You can have all kinds of big fancy glass windows in the thing. But if it ain't got no foundation, if it ain't got no foundation, you see what happens to folks is, is, is they dress up nice and they decorate themselves pretty and then they come up to the altar and they remember that they had a problem but they take it back over here with them. They take it back to the seat with them and they take it back home with them and they don't leave it at the altar. They don't go to their adversary quickly. They don't go to somebody they had a problem with. But they put it in the basement. Uh oh. You, you, what do you mean? They box that thing up and put it down there in the basement. Turn with me, if you would, to Matthew chapter 6, 9 through 15, which is common to most of us know that this is the Lord's Prayer. But I wanted you to see something. In the Lord's Prayer, after this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For, let's, let's look at the emphasis that Jesus puts on this. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. You say, Brian, that's hard to chew on this evening. That's what it's meant for. It's not meant for milk that you can sup up and drink. This is made for meat. This is made for your growth. When you're up here praying and, and you're trying to cry and you can't get through to God, maybe it's time you start looking in your basement. Maybe you ever go down in your basement or up in your attic or out in a garage somewhere. You're having a spring cleaning. This is getting close to springtime. We have a spring cleaning. You're moving boxes around and, and you're pushing things over here and there. And then you, the lid falls off of a box. Well, there's some old pictures in there. There's some old, you could call them artifacts now. They're more than 25 years old. They're more than 30 years old. They're artifacts. But there's, there's stuff in there. Oh. Oh, I remember this. I remember that. Ooh. I, I remember that. I remember that hurt. And I remember that pain. You know, I ain't thought about that in 25 years. But every once in a while, it comes up. Every once in a while, it pricks me in the heart. Every once in a while, 
I'm reminded of that incident that I might should have made that right. That I might should have should have called that person. Why is this thing picking on me? Why is this thing coming back up to me? Would everybody agree that the Lord knows your heart? Would everybody agree that when you come up and pray and, and you're broken and, and things is going on in your life, the Lord is surveying your situation? He's surveying your circumstance. He's looking directly into your soul, and he's, he's taking record, and he's taking inventory. He's doing a spring cleaning, but all of a sudden, you come to a place that says, Stop! Because I ain't going past that spot. Because I ain't going past that spot. I was hurt, and I ain't going past that. You trying to get up in your ministry? You trying to get up and testify? You trying to get up and sing, and you, you can't get past that. The devil knows that. The devil knows that. Every time you try and do something for the Lord, every time you try and work for the Lord, every time you try and stand up, oh, you know, I was walking through the house and, and I was sort of shouting. You ever get like that? You walk around in your house and you're praising the Lord God and, and you're sort of shouting and you're waving your arms while I have my, my house slippers on and I stepped on something. Oh, right in the middle of my praise, right in the middle of my praise. Right in the middle of your praise, you get stopped because there's a thorn in your shoe. There's something that poked you. You didn't agree with your adversary quickly. You didn't lay that thing at the altar and you didn't leave it there. You took it with you and you've been holding it. You've had it backed up in your basement. You had it put up in the garage somewhere. And it's a thorn in your shoe. And every time you want to dance for the Lord, oh, you want to dance for the Lord. Whew. There's a spur in there. There's a hook in there. There's something that's causing you problems. Let's go over and look at Matthew chapter 18, verse 8 to 10. It says this, Matthew 18, verses 8 down to 10 says, Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, Cut them off and cast them from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life whole or maimed rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. And if thy eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. It is better to thee to enter into life rather than having two eyes and cast into hell fire. Take heed that ye despise not one of these little ones. For I say unto you that in heaven... Their angels do always behold the face of the Father, which is in heaven. But I want you to go back, and I want you to think about what was being said at first. Do you really think that, that Christ wants you to harm yourself? No. He doesn't want you to harm yourself. But he does want you to be self-aware. He does want you to be self-aware where your weaknesses are. When you're around the chums at work. When you're around the buddies at work, are you participating in sin? When you're around the girls, what are you taking part in? 
When you're around friends, ungodly friends, are you more ungodly than they? Oh, wait a minute. Are you aware of your weakness or are you just trying to hide it? Are you aware of the things that pull you down? Ah, they don't know me at church. They don't know me at church, Andy. I can do whatever I want because they don't know me at church, Andy. Pastor Bonham, he thinks he knows me. He don't know this guy. You ever think like that? Watch out if you do. Watch out if you do. But there's so many people here. They're here on Sunday. And then on Monday, what's a church? What's a Christian? What's it like to be saved? Oh, we're there on Sunday. We, we was there, uh, we did about 10 Hail Marys and, and took some rosary beads and we're good to go. Wait a minute, that ain't that, this ain't, that ain't this kind of church, is it? If you're mad at me, talk to me after service. We'll talk about it. I was here on Sunday, but on Monday I backslid. But I'll get back to church on Sunday and I'll, I'll rededicate myself. You think God is happy with that? You think he likes that? Who are you fooling? Who are you fooling? I'll tell you who you're fooling. You're only fooling yourself. Do you know when you live that kind of life, and I'm going to be very blunt with you, and you're not going to like what I'm going to say to you, when you live that kind of life, you smell like the world. What? When you live that lifestyle, when you walk in the church, you think you're hid from anybody who's a dedicated Christian sitting in the seat. You think you're hid? You smell like the world. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You ever get around a skunk? You can't hide that rascal. You can't hide that rascal. And you say, well, well, that, that, you're, you're talking kind of crazy, Brian. I'm telling you the truth tonight. I'm telling you the truth. If you think you're going to dip your toes in sin and then come in and play a Christian, you're only lying to yourself. To yourself. Pastor, you might have to go get in our congregation and get this going. I, I don't want to run nobody off, but I'm just saying. So... Let's go and look at 2 Corinthians chapter 7, 10 to 11. People probably saying, man, I wish we hadn't let Brian get up there tonight. That, that guy, you wait till I get a hold of Pastor Bynum. I'm going to say you let that new guy up there in the pulpit, and he kicked over every box, every rock that I had. He stepped on every toe. He, I wore my steel toe shoes tonight, and he put a dent in them. You can't get that guy up there like that no more, Pastor. You can't let him up there. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, reading from verse 10, says this. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation. Not to be repented of, but sorrow of the world worketh death. 
For behold, this selfsame thing that ye sorrow after, godly sort, what carefulness it wrought in you, yea, what clearing of yourself, yea, what indignation, yea, what fear, what vehement desire, yea, what zeal, what revenge. In all things ye have approved yourselves to be clear of this matter. I can talk to you and I can make you laugh. Make you giggle and have fun tonight. But the Holy Ghost to talk to you tonight about things that's going on in your life. And he'll convict you of your sins and draw you in and say, look here, it's time to make a change. Look here, it's time to make a change. You've heard what the scripture said tonight. You've heard that if I get down and I get sorrowful, real sorrowful. I'm not talking about worldly sorrow. I'm not talking about feeling bad because you've done this or done this. Talk, follow, start feeling bad because you've offended the Holy Spirit. Start feeling bad because you've offended God. You've not offended me and you've not offended the pastors, but you've offended God. You said, my Lord, I never heard nobody say like that. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30 to 32. And it says this, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind to another and tenderhearted, forgiving one another even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. You said, the reason the title of this message is Mending Fences. The reason the Lord gave me the title of this message of Mending Fences is, how many fences are broken down between you and the Lord? How many fences are broken down in relationships? Maybe between you and God, things are okay. But maybe there's something in the background. There's something in your shoe. Oh. Oh. That every time you try to take a step, it stabs you. There's something in your shoe. Is there a fence that needs mended somewhere in your life? 30, 40, 50 years ago, something happened, a circumstance happened, and something was offended. Somebody was offended in you, or you was offended by somebody. It's time to make amends. If you want to move in the Spirit of God, if you want to grow in the Spirit of God, you have to go back in your history and you have to make amends with things because the Holy Spirit will not have sin in your life. You have to make amends. You said, the people I disagreed with are all dead now. I'm set free from that. You are? Why is God dealing with you about it right now? Why is he bringing it to question in you right now? He said, I don't have to apologize to them. They're the ones that hurt me. Oh, boy. 
Oh, boy. Sometimes we got to be humble. Sometimes we got to reach out when we think we shouldn't be reaching out. Sometimes we got to do what the Spirit's leading us to do. If you would get on your feet this evening, I'm almost done. Every head bowed, every eye closed this evening. If, if you want to get some music, some soft music, that's fine. But I want you to think about what's being said here tonight. And if, if God's been dealing with your heart about a situation, I don't know any of you. I don't know your life. I don't know your history. I don't know anything. But if God's been dealing with you about a topic, a subject matter, maybe you've been backslidden in heart for years and you've been holding that in, a little smile on your face, trying to look pretty. Maybe you got hatred in your heart for somebody. Maybe you're holding a grudge against somebody. And every time you take a step and you want to go up in church and you want to move forward out, you get a little prick in your shoe. You get a little stab in your foot. Maybe tonight you don't have a good relationship with the Lord. You don't have a relationship with Him. You don't know Him. You feel like maybe you might get lucky and, and if God would have built some little house outside the gates of heaven that he might would let you live there. You feel like you might get lucky and he might would let you in on a good merit or something like that. I'm telling you tonight it don't work like that. Maybe that relationship needs to be improved. Maybe you just need to talk to the Lord some. Maybe you just need to let him come in and clean up what's on the inside. Maybe it's time for a little spring cleaning. Anybody that would come to the altar, we'll help you pray. Anybody that feels led, come on up. We'll pray.